What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team, and welcome to the KaisaFit Podcast. Before we begin, I wanted to just acknowledge the times that we are in, and I'm hoping that this is finding you all well and healthy. I also wanted to let you know that several of these episodes were recorded previous to COVID-19, so please just keep that in mind as you listen. All right, team, let's jump into it. Kaisa, how are you doing today? I'm good, Les. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be back with you. Yeah. We're back. Back like we never left. Amen. Now what are we talking about today? Yeah. We're going to talk about perseverance, Mm. which is a fun topic. I don't know. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on perseverance. That's an intense topic. So I'm like, where do we even begin? How do we dive in on that one? Yeah. I mean, how do you define perseverance? Like, what does it mean to persevere to you? Um, I think the simple thing that comes to mind is to never give up, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's actually really that simple. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times in my life, looking back, I have, quote unquote, given up on a lot of things that felt right to me. So persevering was more so listening to myself, following what I knew that I needed to do and what was right for me when maybe it didn't make sense to anybody around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spoken like a true Aquarius. It mm. sounded like a very. <laughs> Is that, us? that sounded like a very Aquarius <laughs> statement. Dancing to the beat of our statement own statement to make. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, do you have some examples of times in your life where? Yeah, I mean, hugely. Happened? I think I think my whole um, career is me persevering. Persevering. It's even a hard. It's a hard it is hard to, to say. Word. I'm like, don't ask persevering through a lot of things that I just had always this little conversation with myself that I believed in and trusted. I listened to that little voice. Um, I mean, there were moments where um, in training, I had been a trainer uh, for about five years. Mm -hmm. I was running a successful business. I think I've I've told this story before, but I got to the point where I was so drained and not not just – not bringing the best energy to my clients anymore yeah. and and couldn't figure out what this was and what this shift was. Um, and I had this little thing inside of me that said, I think you need to go back to school um, and figure out whether or not you want to train athletes, but go back to school. So I quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, at that point in time, the outside world looking in was basically like, what are you doing? You yeah. run a full successful business. Anybody would want to be in that position. This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is the right thing to do. And I just knew that it was the right thing for me to do. So yeah. like making that decision was the start of so many other things that happened to me. But I think what it really means and what when I look back and what I take away is just always being able to be connected to yourself and knowing that nobody else understands you. Nobody understands your path, your journey, um, what goes on in the day to day and what you need more than you do. And I think that that's really the only thing um, in life that matters. So persevering is more so for me, always being in touch with what I need and persevering 
means basically quieting out everybody else Mm -hmm. and just not listening to that and going forth on my path. When a lot of times my path looks like backward steps Mm -hmm. or lateral steps or steps that don't make sense to everybody else. Yeah. I think that that's hard for a lot of people though. I mean, as humans, it's we're social creatures and we want approval of others because I think innately in us, that's kind of survival. Absolutely. Um, But I also think sometimes to reach a level that you're trying to reach or to reach a goal, you kind of have to go against that natural instinct. Have you felt that before? Yeah, absolutely. And I think – I think one of the tricky things is, so I am very much somebody that wants approval for others, from others. I grew up, you know, always seeking that um, and doing a lot of things in life to what I felt like to impress others or to do what they wanted me to do. And it led me down a deep, dark path. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what I realized was I'm trying to make everybody else happy and getting so far away from my happiness and myself. Yeah. So although it's human nature to want to have approval from others and want people to look at what you're doing and be proud or, you know, so on and so forth. The thing is, at the end of the day, if you don't wake up in touch and proud and happy about the things that you're doing in the life that you're living, then what's the real point of it? And I think that's just, for me, that's always my now I'm saying now that's always my guiding, you know, light and force. And that's what I always touch in to is whether or not I feel like, you know, I'm happy and content with the life that I'm living. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful sentiment. It was a long process to get there. I mean, I think I think I've really come to that within the past several years. Mm -hmm. Even I think it's been I mean, it's been so much work and it really hasn't been until recently that I've just owned that and stood in that and been okay with it. What did the work to get there look like? Oh my gosh. Where do we begin? It's been everything. I mean, I I'm a seeker of by the time that I got out of some deep dark times yeah. um in my late 20s, I'm just a seeker of always trying anything and everything I possibly can to heal myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's always movement because that's the thing that helps me stay connected the most. Of course, it's therapy. Um, I do energy work. I mean, I, I literally am the person that will try anything and everything yeah. to keep myself, you know, healthy, happy, and grounded. But yeah, it's been it. There's no one tool, one trick that's worked the best or been the only thing. Um, it's been a handful. You know, movement is always the the one main thing I go back to. Mm-hmm. Therapy's always been incredible. I think it's incredible to release your story. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what therapy does, had did for me so well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Those are amazing tools. Yeah. 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 And I feel fortunate that I'm in, you know, an environment that supports that. I mean, I grew up with a mother that definitely opened up my mind to what it was to take care of myself in all different realms. Yeah. And that taking care of myself wasn't just you know, working out and moving, um, you know, what she knew I loved to do, but it was eating, it was taking breaks, it was being gentle on yourself, being Mm -hmm. kind. And so for me, I feel very fortunate that I grew up that way and had that foundation. And I think that's also why I feel so strongly about being honest and open and talking about that now, because I think it needs, people need to know that there's so many other things that are out there for them to, you know, work on themselves and and find themselves. Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad that you said that because I would like to talk about maybe the flip side or maybe a darker side to perseverance Mm. a little bit. I think perseverance can be one of those things. I call it productive trauma. Like Mm. we can be really traumatized or having a really hard time with something and we channel that through 
working ourselves mm. or striving towards oh, yeah. a goal. And on the outside, people are like, oh, you're so dedicated. That's <clears throat> perseverance. That's great. And really encouraging the behavior, even though it's not coming from a healthy place. Amen. How, how have you navigated through being able to tell the difference? Um, because I was the person that was absolutely doing it, which to me, it was a detrimental way. I mean, I was the person that was like, I guess this is what I need to do, especially in athletics. I need to work through. I need to work harder than everybody else. I basically need to just kill my body to get to a point that not only, you know, I achieve something, but everybody around me is like, wow, she's so dedicated. She's so into all this. And, um, and I think that that's where I, I say that I'm so fortunate to be connected to my body because my mm-hmm. body every single time shuts down. Yeah. She's the one that yep. basically is like, oh, okay. So you think this is what's going to go down. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, so for me, it's always been, she's always guided the way. I've had these moments, it, like very defining injuries in my life that have been the turning moments um, where I've literally had to recognize that doing what I'm doing um, and trying to persevere through for everybody else other than myself mm-hmm. is absolutely not the thing that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, and I say your body will literally tell you, it, it's so mm-hmm. in tune with everything that you need. It yeah. will tell you everything that you possibly need to know if only you listen to it. And I wasn't listening to her forever. Mm-hmm. And I always, I mean, I go through it and I'm kind of not listening to her right now and I'm dealing with something, but it's like she's always going to tell me what I need to know and what's best for me. And so I think at that point in time, I think it's just, again, tuning everything else out and doing, um, getting in touch with yourself so that you know what you need and doing what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really beautiful because being in touch with yourself, that's when you know that you're not necessarily seeking that outside approval. Mm -hmm. It can almost be like a drug or like Mm -hmm. a dopamine hit of like approval from others that can make you really drive yourself into the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think I've done it to the max. Mm -hmm. I've definitely – and even now I have to catch myself. I think it's obviously with the world on social media, Mm -hmm. you get little hits from things that do well or, you know, videos or, you know, whatever the post that you're doing. And it's really – it is a drug. Like you have to be – I have to be very conscious about – making sure that whatever I'm doing is true to me. And so as I release it and put it out there, whether or not, you know, it gets one like or a hundred likes, it doesn't really have an effect on me. Because if I'm coming from a space of I'm authentically, you know, feeling like I'm doing something that is true and what I believe in, then it doesn't matter whether or not, you know, it resonates with people or they love it or they hate Mm -hmm. it. But I think what I've lived my life so much doing is, trying to do things for others. And then when it didn't hit, it knocked me so low. And so, and that's when I found myself in my like really, really dark times. And I think that's when, because you're already so attached from your, or detached from yourself, Mm -hmm. trying to do things for others. And then when they, when that doesn't hit with them and it doesn't stick with them and it doesn't resonate, it just knocks you even lower and even darker and deeper. So I mean, it's taken me, I'm 34 years old. It's taken me a long time to figure out that living my life for me is really the only thing that matters. And I don't mean in a selfish way. I don't Mm -hmm. mean like not doing anything for others, but I mean that I come first. Totally. Absolutely, no matter what. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk a little bit about kind of the outcomes of perseverance as well. And this is something that I kind of struggle with is, is perseverance something to be proud of when you don't reach your goal. Mm. <laughs> if you're persevering for a long time and things just aren't happening. I think oftentimes perseverance is so celebrated when someone gets the mm-hmm. thing or reaches the milestone. Yeah. Um, 
like how do you keep going if it's just like this thing ain't happening yeah well this is hard this is so this is this is huge so even in the training world and yeah. with clients that mm-hmm. was something that I really tried to have them focus on not the results mm-hmm. but the journey yep. because most of the time the results don't actually come you know or they don't come in the way that you had anticipated or started the journey in the first place to yeah. get to. And I think that when we get stuck on that, and for me personally, I'm a, I'm a very results-based person. It's been, it was, a, it's the hardest thing for me to learn mm-hmm. that it's not really about that end goal. It's about everything that you do and learn and that you're present in during the journey. Mm-hmm. And also I think something that I've learned, I don't know if everybody's like this, but when I, I set goals and I achieve the goals, I, they don't make me proud. I'm yeah. not, it, I'm like on to the next one. Yeah. And it was the most, it's so frustrating. I say this story. One of the really big eye-opening things for me was I wanted to get my master's. I wanted to get my master's um, in exercise science. So I went back to school and I just felt like it would change so much about how I felt about being a trainer. And I would yeah. feel so much better about myself. Yeah. Um, and so I did it and I, and I hit that goal. I went back to school and I graduated and it did nothing for me. Yeah. It's just all these eye-opening situations where it's not about that end thing. It's not about that result that I'm driving mm-hmm. towards. That result can motivate me. Mm-hmm. You know, it can it can be the thing that kind of like keeps me focused. But at the end of the day, it's the daily things that I do that matter most. Yeah. And so, again, going back to training and everything else, it was like really trying to bring clients into being present. Mm-hmm about what's going on on a daily basis, about how they feel on a daily basis, and knowing that you can strive for something, you can strive for a goal, but like Mm -hmm. whether you hit it or not is kind of, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, and you can't beat yourself up on the way to get there. Absolutely not, no. And most of the time we create these like ridiculous unattainable goals anyways. And it's like, that's really not, you will travel through life so fast and you will miss so much if that's what's, driving you yeah. and that's the only thing and you're not paying attention to anything else because then you put your blinders on and you miss the rest of life mm-hmm. you know if your goal is something over here and that's the only thing that you focus on all day every day i truly believe because it, hap- it happened to me for so long yeah. that you miss everything else yeah. and life is to be lived it's not just to have this one thing that happens and then move on to the next thing that's mm-hmm. the other thing about goals mm-hmm. they only just keep going yep you hit one, you move on to the next. You hit another one, it gets even harder, you move on to the yeah. next. And it's like, so then you're in this constant battle of chasing something where I think we think the goal, all of a sudden we're gonna reach the top of the hill and feel so you know amazing or yeah. you know whatever it is. And it, I don't think that I really have ever reached a goal that I sat there and was like, now I feel incredible. That's mm-hmm. not it. Yeah. It wasn't until I switched my mindset and started yeah. being proud of the day-to-days yeah. and you know how I was feeling in life that that my world switched. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful though, because I think we can't wait until we Mm -mm. achieve something to be proud of ourselves. Mm -mm. No. And being proud of ourselves is a whole different topic. That's, that has taken me. I still, I I think I still struggle with being proud of myself Mm -hmm. and for what reason? I don't know. I don't know why I can't be proud of some of the things that I do. But yeah, I mean, I think that we should be our own, we should be our biggest cheerleaders Mm -hmm. in life. And I think that if we're not, you know, proud of ourselves then you know, what, it doesn't matter then, you know, because again, you really, I truly believe you have to live your life for yourself. And I know that that sounds like a selfish thing, but I think that 
I know we talk about energy a lot, but I'm a firm believer in the energy that you bring to this world and into spaces. And I think that if you live your life for yourself Mm -hmm. and day to day you wake up proud of who you are and happy, you know, about the things that you're doing and, and the life that you're living, I think that your energy and, you know, the way that you carry yourself in this world will have huge effects on those around you. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like investing in yourself pays dividends. Absolutely. For sure. And to not only yourself, but to everybody that you come mm-hmm. across. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I would like to talk a little bit about quitting. I think also when people think of perseverance, we think a lot about just stopping at nothing to reach something, mm-hmm. which can be a good thing. It can also be a good thing to know when to take a step back, when to quit something, when to redirect or change course. What have your experiences been with that? Yeah, I mean, I am a believer in quitting (laughs) because (laughs) I think at the end of the day, it's really that simple. I think that if you know yourself well enough and the thing that you're doing is no longer right for you, Mm -hmm. then quitting is an insanely positive thing in that moment. I mean, there's been, again, it's taken me a long time to get to that realization, especially being an athlete and you quit at no cost, not even even if your body is breaking down. Um, But in life, some of the biggest changes in my life and career happened when I decided to quit something. And again, when the outside world could not make sense of what I was doing, but I was in touch enough to know that what I'm doing right now no longer serves me. And because mm-hmm. it doesn't serve me, it doesn't serve the people that I'm trying to serve. Mm-hmm. So at that point in time, quitting was the only option. And I wasn't quitting, you know, out of in a negative space. Yeah. I was just like, I, and this is a space that I was in for five years mm-hmm. and that's great, but I know that it's time to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I definitely don't, I don't think quitting is a negative thing at all. It obviously gets a bad, you know, rap, but I think at the end of the day, if you know yourself well enough, then, and this isn't the thing for you to do anymore, then we're done. I even train my clients that way. Mm-hmm. I used to put so much power in their hands. Yeah. You know, if somebody, if somebody comes to you and, you know, they're hiring you to be their trainer, most of the time they just, they show up and they want you to tell them everything to do. Yeah. And as I start to train clients, I really put the power back in their hands mm-hmm. because they're the ones in full control. Yeah. And, you know, on days, and I will always remember, we had fun times during our training sessions where we'd go for our max lifts. Mm-hmm. Like our ladies are doing their heavy lifts and they mm-hmm. want to figure out what their PR is. But it would be, all be in their control. Mm-hmm. Like every single time that they finish their set, I'm having a conversation. Like, Mary, how are we feeling right now? Yep. Scale one to 10. Is it time to be done? Do you have a little <laughs> bit more in you? Like, are we quitting right now? And not quitting as in like, you're giving up. Why are you doing this? But like, are we, are we tapping out right mm-hmm. now? What does your body need and what is she telling you? And I think that that's like, it's so important to have that relationship and that respect for yourself and that understanding. 100%. Yeah. 100% for sure. Has there been a situation that maybe you have exhibited perseverance and you are just really proud of yourself for? (laughs) (laughs) The things that I don't want to talk about. Yep. I mean, any time that I have to get a little bit more open, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I know how much of a struggle it is for me. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself for that. Um, I think one of the biggest things that comes to mind several years ago, NASM asked me to do the keynote speech. And <laughs> when it came through, 
my manager at the time, Petra, I was like, yeah, so um, so I'm not going to do this. And she was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, they've asked you to do that. This isn't like a yes or no. Yeah. This is like, this is an honor. You yeah. do this. And I was like, yeah, no. So no, I'm not going to do it. Absolutely not. So long story short, we had a conversation and, and I obviously said yes to it. And for six months, I had nightmares. Mm. And it was like low key, one of the worst six months of my life because I was mm. so panicked about what I was going to do. The fact that I had to stand on stage and talk in front of my peers. Yeah. And I have definitely not a lot of confidence when it comes to being a trainer and feeling like I can stand up, you know, and stand in front of other other trainers and give them something of value. And I kept saying to NAS, I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? Like, I don't think I can do this. Mm. And they were just tell your story. Just tell your story. So up until the night we were in Scottsdale and up until the night before the event, I was still panicking. I was like blacking out. I thought I had like something that I was going to talk about. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. My mom and my brother were there at 2 a.m. in my room. And I was like, I can't do it. I don't think anybody, I don't think I've actually told the story. So I'm just being honest right now. Yeah. And by the time that I got to the event that morning, I sat there and they were like announcing that I'm getting ready to go on stage and I was full on blacked out. Mm. I had no idea what I was going to talk about, what I was going to do. And for six months, I had kind of prepared something. Mm -hmm. So I got up there and I told my story and I had 30 minutes to talk. And I told my story in 12 minutes mm -hmm. and I looked down at the clock and it literally said like 12.05. And then I started panicking again. So I just played it off mm -hmm. and acted like I wanted to have a long conversation with the audience. Yeah. And the Q&A ended up being epic and it ended up being an absolutely amazing experience. I think more so for myself than anything because yeah. I got to just – persevere through what was my and what still is one of my biggest fears in life mm -hmm. um but I think that's probably one of my proudest moments and yeah. I walked away feeling like I just being able to be like vulnerable and real um that was my first time feeling like how powerful that is totally. and feeling like I was able to connect with all these other trainers in the room was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that really beautifully sets the stage kind of for where you are now in using your platform to tell your story in different ways. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, we just created a documentary that definitely gives people um, a glimpse behind the smile and, you know, into what what's really gone on in my life to get me to where I'm at today. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this a lot that the glitz and the glam and the highlight reel of social media is not something that I'm about and not something that I want to perpetuate. But I think the thing is, is like, I am <laughs> until I decide to get real and start shedding the layers, peeling that onion back. I am perpetuating that because all people see is the highlight reel because that's all that I put out. So um, starting to be really honest and open with, you know, the team about everything that I've gone through and still continue to go through um, is extremely important to me. I mean, why, there's no real point in still being here if I'm not going to start being honest about that all. Yeah. Yeah. But I do also appreciate how genuine you are about it because I also think there can be a bit of a performative nature to being real. I'll see mm. people post things that are supposed to be real or mm. that I can tell are for the purpose of trying to get the audience to resonate in a certain way. Mm. And then and then it's kind of like the opposite, you know? It's just as bad as a highlight reel because it's just it's not it's not genuine. Mm. I think that 
when we're able to tell our stories in a way where we share the good, we share the bad, it looks like the normal fluctuations of life and not so extreme one way or the other. I think that's when it's really meaningful. And I think you do a good job of that. Thank you, Les. I appreciate that. I think it's it's hard because also in social media, like there's times and things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't always feel like being vulnerable. You know, I don't always oh, totally. feel like being real. And yeah. I don't always feel like talking about stuff and opening up. And sometimes I have a good day. Not a good day. It's not a good day or a bad day. But I have a day where I'm willing to be a little bit more honest about something. And, you know, then I try to post about it and, you know, share it with the team. And then I have days where I'm, I didn't want to at all. So it's still a battle and I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured out how to be completely, you know, authentic and and vulnerable all the time. And being somebody that's introvert, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But. Yeah. Well, and I think, and I've talked about this a been on my platforms as well and it sometimes gets a mixed response but I don't really care I don't think it's anyone's job to be vulnerable all the time because mm. at the end of the day you still have to take care of you mm. and I think when we're expected to walk around triggering ourselves mm. and putting ourselves back into deep dark places where maybe yeah. we've gotten out of it for the sake of an audience that we love and appreciate Amen. but also are not right there with I think it has to be a balance and I think for you it needs to feel good when you do it oh. You just let me release a lot about because I've been having. Be- I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I always appreciate you and your perspective. Um, I'm just not. A, I'm not trying to have us out here being triggered no. for people to just like and scroll past it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. And I think um, so. Doing this documentary and telling my story has had is like very positive, mm-hmm. but it also has had me uh, question a lot of like, well, why the hell is it taking you so long? If this is something that's you know able to be out there and help others, you know, and it can be a powerful piece to help unlock other people's trauma or whatever how come it's taking you so long to put this out there like these are conversations i'm having with myself i'm not saying nobody nobody else has had this with me but it's i appreciate you saying that because timing is everything and Mm -hmm. i think that if i was out there any earlier than this i wouldn't be able to handle a response either positive or negative Mm -hmm. like i feel i feel so neutral and indifferent to how people are going to receive my story i just feel incredible knowing that i no longer have to carry it on my own But I really, I do appreciate that. And I don't think that people understand how triggering a lot of things can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's definitely something that protecting, you know, ourselves is obviously of the utmost um, importance. And again, we are the most important thing and should be in our own worlds. Exactly. Exactly. That's at the center of it all. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I loved this perseverance conversation, Kaiza. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you I love everything so that I get to talk about with you. I always feel like we go into places where I'm like, this is more powerful than any therapy session I've been oh. to. So I, I appreciate you. Oh, good. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Thank as you. As always. And thank you all for tuning in. Team, thank you so much for being a part of this brand new Kaisa Fit podcast. And a major thank you to my girl, Les, at Balance Black Girl, for helping me make this dream a reality. You can go check us out at kaisafit.com. And if you have a moment, please go leave a review on iTunes. This is new, and I would love to hear what you think. Thanks again for joining me today.